This episode of the podcast is brought to you by HardcoreHusky.com, covering Washington Huskies football with message boards full of debauchery and childlike wonder. Folks who are well-known in cyberland and not that dumb, except for our little fudgy who is wrong about everything. So come join the gang and register today for free at HardcoreHusky.com. And now it's time for the show. Well, the 2021 season has been a disaster. Heading into the Colorado game with only two games left, I decided personally yesterday I wanted to enjoy it as much as possible. I wanted to set aside all the angst about how inept and arrogant our athletic department has been and just enjoy football for football's sake and enjoy Husky football for Husky football's sake. Well, last night, Washington and Colorado treated us to one of the most inept performances of all time. There was nothing to appreciate or to cheer on. And in the final analysis, the Huskies outgained the Buffs by a 3-1 to margin and still managed to lose. And even the winning coach, Carl Durrell, indicated the game was not enjoyable and was highly stressful on him. So the Huskies are now 4-7 and seven heading into the Apple Cup. There will be no bowl game. And Husky Nation now awaits the decision of who will be its next coach. And for the discussion today, let's turn to our two intrepid analysts, Joey DeJose and Willie Duke. And gentlemen, and I use that term loosely, what are your thoughts, uh, uh, first of all, on the game itself and then, uh, and then as well as the coaching search? Joey, we'll start with you this week. What's rolling around in that noggin of yours? Uh, a lot of hollow, empty air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yesterday was another way – another frustrating antagonizing way to get to the same to get to the same outcome we've gotten to every single year uh husky score 17 points uh they look um at times hopeless helpless lifeless and at times uh good enough to play with any team in the conference and you think, why can't you do this for a full 60 minutes? And then they find a way to blow the game. Uh, it's just, uh, I mean, I've gone through the 12 stages of grief with this team. I mean, it, now it's to the point where I, 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 I simply am not, I can't let this team, uh, take any more years off my life like it has this year. It's, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to the Apple Cup and I'm thinking about this sitting on the bus and drinking the whole time and, and not going into the game. <laughs> so, it, it, and uh, basically the in search has gone through the same 12 stages of grief with me to where I'm just I'm just kind of over it. I'm tired of refreshing my phone, looking looking in the wigwam, looking at the coaching search, you know, back channeling my way through Twitter and Reddit and all this other bullshit. Um, I I think we I I think I've gone down a, a Duke QAnon rabbit hole with with coaching search. <laughs> It's, it's just it's consumed the last week of my life. <laughs> I mean, uh, trying to I'm trying I'm on 
sort of in a mini vacation right now, and I'm still, you know, I'm at night. I'm I'm holding my phone sideways, laying in bed. <laughs> it's 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 just gone to a point of uh, no return at this point. And your aforementioned gun is laying upon the pillow beside you. It's in, um, I'm in the I'm I'm in the uh, driver's seat of my Tahoe with my NRA backpack sitting next to me right now. <laughs> oh, I thought you said you were laying in bed right now. Oh, okay. No, at night. Gotcha. At night, I'm laying in bed with the phone turned <laughs> sideways. <laughs> Well, Mr. Verbose, Willie Duke. <laughs> um, all I can say about you, the I game you... is, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to oh, say, uh, I, I, you were going to be a man of few words this morning as you prefaced your your comments before we started recording. But yeah, being a little hungover uh, helps with that. But uh, also, yeah, I mean. To me, it's like you get reminded of when things go really bad and teams are really bad, find new ways to lose every week. And uh, you wouldn't have got me if you would have said, Weinberg's going to snap the ball off his leg twice, once on the Colorado five and once on their own five, basically to lose the game. That was a new one for me. And then two, two Dylan Morris interceptions, and then they can't create a single turnover uh, that was, I mean, that's the, just completely, uh, I mean, the inept offense, you know, we're used to and, you know, losing these grind out games against teams, uh, that run the ball, uh, and don't turn it over. It, we're used to that, but, you know, turning the ball over four times, basically, uh, all but one was unforced. I mean, I think the, the, the first, uh, the first Morris interception was, kind of forced by Colorado because they got pressure. The second one was just a bad throw on a not that supremely defended deep ball. And you lose, and you score 17 points against Colorado again. It's not enjoyable. And, uh, you know, you get to Wattenberg and Morris. (laughs) Deadly deadly combo. Uh, It's not enjoyable. Then, you know, the coaching search to me, Last Sunday at this time, I was, you know, furiously, uh, there's so much going on, so much, you know, rumors and, you know, thinking of different things. And I feel like now, the only, it doesn't necessarily mean it's over, but all I hear is like, there's a list of like, okay, these are the four guys. And it was like, Wilcox, no, uh, I believe Harson, which is worse than Wilcox, in my opinion, uh, DeBoer, which is like my floor. Uh, and then I can't remember who the fourth guy was, that he was so bad. Uh, I feel like the fourth one had to be a joke. It was so bad. I can't even remember who it was. It was like Clay Helton. Oh. It wasn't really Clay He went Helton. to Georgia. I'm just saying. Georgia. No, I know he what you Georgia mean. Georgia Southern? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he is. It wasn't really Clay Helton. No, I, yeah. I, I know what you mean. I saw the name, and I was like, who, what, huh? Oh, it was the Boston College coach, which is like, oh yeah, yeah. like I've heard, I've heard, I've heard some people mention him, and like it sounds like yeah, he's like probably a good coach, and that's not a hard place to win. But I think he's like had two seasons or something, and he's like six and seven. Like why? And at the ACC, which is garbage. Like why would that justify 
Washington hiring him. It's just bizarre. Remember when we fired Tyrone and then we did an interview? I say we, but it was Woodward. They did an interview with uh, the the then Boston College coach, and then they ended up going with Sark, and they allegedly never even called the Boston College guy to tell him that he wasn't <laughs> being chosen. He flew I all the way that. out Who here. Was that? Yeah. He was like yeah, seven and six every was, year. Uh, uh, was that? I thought that was Walt Harris. Didn't they do that with Walt no. Harris or something? No, oh, that was no, no, no. Was that, oh, that was before Willingham, right? Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. It was uh, – no, this was 2009 following the uh, 08 season. And whoever the Boston College coach was, it's not a big deal, but I was just trying to remember. Um, and well, it's you like threw you looked at his – you, you threw out the big matzo ball. It's going to bug me now. <laughs> So well, before uh, Diadazio or whatever that guy's name is. Here we go. Before him. Oh, wait. No, I'm looking at the current 2021 staff. This is really gripping radio for the people out there listening. But uh, I am now on a – got to love the Internet. I'm now on a page devoted to the list of Boston College head football coaches of all time. Um <laughs> Tom O'Brien. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, Tom O'Brien, yeah. Oh, Tom O'Brien. <laughs> went to uh, went to NC State, right? And then, uh, yep. and then told Russell Wilson he couldn't play baseball. So, <laughs> Russell Wilson. So, he transferred to Wisconsin, and, and the Seahawks are stuck with uh, Wonder Boy. So by Scott Woodward not hiring Tom O'Brien, one domino fell to another, which ultimately led to the Seahawks winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, is there anything even more to discuss about the game yesterday? It was just a – I don't that's know if anybody really, out there even – That's one of the worst football teams they've lost to in the last, I don't know, Ever. 10, 15, 20 years. I, that was bad. That was a bad football yeah. team. And they're yeah, playing the they soft zone. And their best player. Yeah. They're giving up all this stuff underneath to us so that, you know, it would have been as easy for anybody to move up and down the field, and then we just completely self-destruct either on our end or on their end. Yeah. That's uh, I forgot to mention the fifth turnover because it basically was a turnover. Cooper McDonald, who, uh, you know, can't get a sack and then pushes the quarterback from the over <laughs> to, to extend basically, yeah, basically a, a, a turnover and like a, of 10 to point, probably like a 10 to 14 point swing of him just then not even hitting the quarterback, just pushing the quarterback. Just and awful. uh, I just, and I know I know that we were texting about it during the game, um, but it was uh, we'll mention it during the show here that to see Braylon Trice stopping and turning to complain to the referee while the play's still going. Yep. <laughs> he and uh, know, holy cow! He and, Mc, he, he and McMillan sure loved to do that, like during a play. McMillan. Uh, uh, it was the field, the first field goal the Huskies got 
or the only field goal they got. Uh, yeah, McMillan runs that slant. Uh, gets uh, granted, he he got you know some contact there, uh, and he just stops. He just st- like as soon as he touches the Colorado player, he's like throwing his hands up uh, to just start whining about it. It's like, dude. He, you could have fought through that and tried to make an effort, and then a flag might have come out. But you kind of quit your route to complain. And then, uh, yeah, he's kind of poor effort on the uh, on the uh, bad throw interception too. He, he's been guilty a few times this year of just bad bad effort. Yep. And then Bob Gregory, uh, and I'm not here to bash Bob Gregory because it's like, I don't, he seems like a nice guy and it's just like, whatever, you know. Um, but his talk about enthusiasm and reading Mike Varell's column the other day about how Gregory walks into the room and uh, I don't remember how Varell put it, but it was kind of like the sad sack of journalists or whatever it was. They're all sitting there like wet mops or something. And then he goes, hey, come on, some enthusiasm or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I, on one hand, I felt like the Husky defense went out there, and, and you know, you look at the bottom line, they only, they only gave up like 10 points. But, um, you know, the, it's obviously that the the fire and brimstone speech or speeches that Bob Gregory may have given to the team obviously uh, had very little effect, and they're just, they're just uh, riding it out now. So there's a lot of cleaning house that needs to take place. Yeah, the uh I'm <clears throat> I'm I'm a little bummed for uh I'm a little bummed for the kids that uh you know are going to stick it out. And probably there's probably 50 at least 50 kids that know for sure they're they're staying at Washington. You know, this they're not transferring, they're not doing anything. Yeah. They don't care who the next coach is. They're they're staying. So I'm a little disappointed for them that they don't get, you know, 15 extra practices, an extra game. Um, you know, and regardless of what anybody says, we've talked about it on the boards. You know, if they were to play a Miami in the Sun Bowl, that'd be that'd be a fun fucking game, even with a, you know, walking yeah. dead coaching staff. It'd still be a fun game because it'd be Miami, but uh, not going to happen. And the silver lining is, you know, the – quicker we can move on from this coaching staff, the better. Um, you know, unless the uh, the nightmare comes true that it's a Chris Peterson coaching tree hire that we're going to have, and then some of the guys end up staying. I, my God, I uh, I don't know if I could do another year of of Huff and and the O line and. And uh, Will Harris, who's the other defensive backs coach? Anthony Brown or – no, that's the Oregon quarterback. <laughs> Terrence it's Brown. Terrence, Terrence Brown or something. Terrence, Terrence Brown. Brown. <laughs> is, is he is the Oregon quarterback moonlighting? He probably is. There, there's <laughs> The fact that that guy completes a pass, he has to be moonlighting the other uh, – Coach, coaching staffs in the Pac-12 to coach some bad, <laughs> bad secondary play. And uh, 
So I don't know. What what do we talk about now? No, there's no way they're hiring Brian Harson. It looks like it is boiling. <laughs> yeah. If we're reading the tea leaves correctly, it does look like we're. It's coming down to Wilcox, uh, DeBoer, uh, and who's the other guy? Hackley. I can't. I uh, I can't believe that's possible. It has to be Sataki. It has to be. Um, well, get ready for people to be uncomfortable, but it has to be somebody who's vaccinated. So, <laughs> I, I, hey, hey, we try to stick to sports, but this is this is all this is all uh, you know true stuff. Has to be somebody vaccinated, and allegedly Harson's not vaccinated, so I'm not well, going to work. Him jumping from Auburn to Washington in one year, I just, uh, I was, uh, I, I agree with whoever. I can't remember which one of you guys were saying this early at the very beginning, but it was uh, that that's got to be coming from Harson's camp, and he he probably feels very uncomfortable culturally down there. This is I don't know anything about Harson. I'm just guessing, uh, and he's feeling pressure that he's never felt before on a scale that he can't even fathom, and he wants to come back to the comfy confines of the Pacific Northwest with low expectations. And if he knows if he goes seven and six at Washington, he could stay here indefinitely. So that's got to be coming from him. Yeah. I was going to say either from him or Auburn's like, why did we hire a guy who came to Boise state on home plate and then left on second base? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. That has to be like a, a Frank, yeah, like a James Franklin situation where I feel like they want to get someone better, and then he wants, like, he knows that he's not going to succeed there. So they're like, the school's like, wouldn't it be nice if some school hired you away? And you know, he's like, wouldn't it be nice if some school hired me away? I, I can't imagine they would hire him. I mean, that's just like, that's worse than Wilcox to me. Uh, I, oh yeah, absolutely. That would be an absolute thud. Uh, and just, uh, yeah, that would be the worst thing possible. I don't even like, I don't even know who like the exciting candidates they're even talking about anymore are. Is, is it DeBoer? It's probably like the, the best that I could even think of. And, uh, I, I'm not even I can muster, excited about that. I can muster some excitement for him or at least optimism yeah. is probably the better word. Um, not the others. Not the others. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't hate Sataki or anything. I, I, I probably feel that he's more or less on par with DeBoer, but sorry, go ahead, Joey. If you, well, if you gave me, uh, if you gave me, if you gave me Sataki, if you gave me Sataki, a choice between Sataki, Harson, or uh, uh, Wilcox, I mean, you'd take Sataki, but. Absolutely. I don't uh I don't see again you have another private school uh where the you know the covid rules don't likely apply why would he come up here and deal with you know a added uh stress ball well, I mean if sense. somebody 
if somebody has the um, overarching ambition to be one of the premier coaches at a premier program, not that we are really that, but I mean, like Don James was uh, talking with uh, people when he was considering making the move from Kent State to Washington, and granted this was a long time ago now, but and and he was told by people that he trusted in the industry that Washington was a place where you could go, and if things lined up perfectly, you could win a national championship. So that that was in his mind when he made the move, and and, and I don't know much about Sataki, but that that could be something that's motivating him. So. Well, I wonder if Matt Campbell just told him basically, you know, you have to wait to talk to me after after the last game. You know, Iowa State plays, which which could week. fall him to six and six or whatever. <laughs> could, yeah, he could. Like, yeah, his stock is dropping. Uh, that, uh, his stock is dropping, but how easy is it to win in Ames, Iowa? I don't. Oh, I, I, I. Uh, True. I can you know manage with a uh, his kind of like you know some mediocre records. It's like. I, I, yeah, when you know, I've complained before on the podcast or on the boards about like the Wilcox mythology that you know it's just so hard to win a Cal. That's why you know he can't win more than seven games. But I, I think Iowa State is a place where it's like, I mean, the the the, the history of the statistics back it up where it's like what he has like they've had like eight seasons where they've won like had a winning record. And he had like six of them or something. It's like that is. Uh, a very hard place to win, so I, I support I support him. I support that. They beat they beat Oklahoma seven times in their history. the The graphic they put up yesterday, uh, when I was watching that game yesterday morning, was uh, I think it was seventy seven seven and two or something like that. <laughs> Oklahoma series, and Matt Amble has two of those wins. Matt Campbell has two of those, two of those fucking wins, and he uh, he they could have won yesterday, and I think they could have won in the, you know, the stupid Buckeye Big Twelve Championship they had last year, where uh, they they played each other again, even though Iowa State won it outright because they only have ten teams, but they they play a they play a goofy, you know participation trophy type championship game in the big 12 and Oklahoma beat him the second time last year. But yeah, he, he's like making Iowa state a, you know, a program that isn't just a fucking doormat in the big 12 anymore. Um, Yeah. They've kind of gone from Kansas level to Oregon state level. Yeah, well, I, I, they're more of a Kansas State now. They're, you know, they're they're basically going to be eight and four here, and they're going to, you know, lose a game they shouldn't lose, and and you know, upset one or two teams that um, they have no business beating, you know. Which I feel like is a. Uh, on the list of things you, you're probably going to want to look for for the next Husky coach to excite the fan base is, yeah, someone who can pull off a big win. Cause, I mean, even with all the, you know, greatness of Peterson, uh, I'd even go back to the Sark years. I mean, one thing that the program's really lacking is, you know, 
win a game you're not supposed to win. Uh, and, and I feel like Campbell would be exactly the kind of guy who can do, can do that. And you need that to excite a fan base. I mean, you need to have me think when I'm going to the stadium, you know, even if they're playing a, you know, a team they should not beat, they're like, oh, there's a chance they could actually win this game. Not like, oh, uh, there's a chance they could keep it within 17. Uh, and you, you trade, you trade, you know, losing some games you're not supposed to win. You're not supposed to lose every once in a while. Uh, for a big win like that. And I feel like he would do exactly that. Uh, yeah, no, he's still probably pretty high on my list. I haven't heard anything about him in a while. And the fact of him not really talking until uh, him not really talking until after the season would make a lot of sense, you know. But check the check the charter jet jet uh, charter flight schedule between Ames and uh, Ames and Seattle. <laughs> You know, I'm looking right somebody, now at a uh, – go ahead. What did somebody put out there yesterday? There was a – somebody put a link to Twitter and a charter flight from say, to uh, Payne Field or something like that. Um, right no, no, after, no, no. It was, right after – No, it was Salt Lake City to, uh, down to Miami. Oh, down to Miami. Okay. I thought it said uh I thought it said OPF or something and it is that uh I thought that was Payne Field. But No, I think uh, it was my it was Miami. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Whittingham. Coach of the Hurricanes. Kyle Whittingham to to Miami like no fucking way. There's there's moves uh going back to Harson and Auburn, there's moves like Willie Duke and I went over it like last year. Like, there's moves that in college football that are just that are just destined for failure. You, you just look at it and you're you're like, why why would you do that? You know, it's Missouri going to the SEC, um, Rutgers and Maryland going to the Big Ten, <laughs> Harson Harson going to Auburn. You're like you're like this. What? How did you think this would work? <laughs> would, how do you think this would play out? You know, Missouri had a pretty good thing going in the Big 12. Like, why they, they were in the same division as Kansas and Kansas State and Iowa State? It was like, what? What? What do you think was going to happen here? Did they yeah. get like more money? I well, I thought the private jet was uh, insinuated that that Salt Lake City one was for Cristobal, not Whittingham. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Why? I'm so, so <laughs> yeah. excited there. Yeah, uh, no, I, uh, I, that I makes that sense. Was, uh, for all, this is know, why, all, this is uh, why we do a podunk podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably somebody out there screaming at their iPod or phone, right? You idiot. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> Layoff. Whittingham doesn't make fucking... any sense. <laughs> play, play off the booze and hallucinogenic, you fucking hick. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, no, it was on uh, a rant. Yeah, the fl- <laughs> go ahead. Oh, it was the flight. You know the. I don't think it was the interview for the Miami job. I actually looked it up, and there was a a festival there of 
fake tough guy, big physical, physical football guy. Uh, I play the first, like, physical team I ever have to play, and I just get absolutely gutter raped uh, on national TV for, for four quarters. <laughs> and, uh, I have, like, one guy, just Noah, who is the only guy on my team who doesn't look like trash. So they're having like a big so he, convention he, of those guys down there in Miami. <laughs> He's having the keynote speech. Keynote speech. Uh, Jim Mora was introduced. Jim Moore. Jim Moore Jr. is introducing him. Uh, Did you give him a secret handshake. Yeah, they give Jimmy each other Lake a secret is, handshake. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy likes getting the participation trophy. Yeah, it's a fake tough guy. We talk real big, but if we ever have any sort of uh, you know chance to to step up to it, we're gonna get you know. Uh, we're going to get raped unless everything just goes their way. So, yeah, no, I, I hope he has a good time. Uh, I hope he runs into someone who, you know, also does everything right in football uh, and isn't doing the wrong things and uh, gets beat by 38-7 to 7 by a Utah team that, you know, uh, last time I checked, Chris Peterson never got uh, undressed by a Utah team, which includes ones that were better than that in Britton Covey. You know, they, they – <laughs> They they tried to end Brent Covey's career and not get, you know, basically uh, embarrassed by Brent Covey. So congratulations. Have fun at the festival. <laughs> and as a side note, I'm looking at a website right now that lists every single season in Iowa State football history, ranging from 1892 to the present. And as I scroll through this, it's amazing because – They've never won double digits. They've never won ten games even once ever. <laughs> they've won nine. They've won nine games twice, including last year after they beat Oregon in the bowl game. Nine games twice, and uh, and then the rest. I mean, they have. They've been playing football for let's do the math here. One hundred and twenty-eight years. Does that sound right? Yep. And they have uh, five hundred and forty-eight wins in in one hundred and twenty-eight years. And uh, you look at their list of coaches here, and it's like almost the same thing every time. It's like you see them come on board, and by the second or third year, you see them surge to 500 or one game over, and then it's like they just can't get that bus over the uh, hill. And then they dive down, and then they finish in, like, flames at one and nine or whatever, and they get replaced, and in comes the next schlub to try it. And uh, it's – it's really something. So there's a name on here that actually surprised me a little bit. First of all, Earl Bruce used to coach there in the 70s, which I never knew. And then Gene Chizik coached there for two years in 2007 and 2008. I didn't yeah, know that. He left to go, yeah, he left to go coach Auburn. And I didn't know he was at Iowa won, State. So. <clears throat> well, he was the offensive coordinator at Auburn under uh, Tommy Tuberville when they uh, went. Oh. You know, thirteen and zero or fourteen and zero, and they didn't get to play in the national title because there was like two other unbeaten teams. I can't remember who they were that year. I remember the third. I uh, here's how fucking weird I am. I remember the third place team. I don't remember the, the first and second place team. I think one it was, was probably US, like not even the USC Oklahoma. I think it was Oklahoma USC. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, but he was the he was the offensive coordinator or the defensive coordinator for those Auburn teams, and that's why they they uh, 
they pushed Tuberville out the door, and then they hired Gene Chizik, who was like three and nine in his second year. Um, and then he he got a gift from the heavens in Cam Newton and won a national title, and then they ended up firing him like a year or two later. Um, yeah. Don't don't forget uh, Jim Walden. Old Jim Walden. Oh. Leaving, oh, I don't. leaving the Coug for the Cyclones. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not I'm not on that page anymore, think, but he was um, – go ahead. I, I think Iowa State's one of the – it's like Iowa State, Indiana, and Vanderbilt are the only three Power 5 teams that have never won 10 games. I think I looked that up some one day. That, uh, so I'm sorry, in, Indiana, Indiana, Iowa State, and who? Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, okay. I think those are the only three teams in Power 5 that haven't won 10 games. So Race Bandit is posting Alanis Morissette videos on uh, Yellow Snow's record shop now, so I don't know if he's mentally broken or what's going on there. (laughs) So, not kidding. (laughs) I got to give it. He's... uh... He's 25 years behind on his on his, <laughs> on his pop culture. Then Yellowstone uh, responded, and he said, "Her voice always just in her voice always just annoyed the shit out of me." But that's just me. That's what Yellowstone said. So uh, that purple throbbers. that album, that album. Uh, my wife and I were talking on the way to. Um, our little vacation spot right now. Uh, we were talking about that album and everybody we knew had that album. And it, it was like, it got handed out in the mail. Like you turned, you turned 13 <laughs> and you got, you got jagged little pill in the mail. <laughs> you had, uh, you had, uh, uh, TLC, easy, sexy, cool, jagged little pill, uh, Green Day, Dookie, and the Offspring's first album. You had it. Uh, you, ha- you had it uh, in the mailbox on your thirteenth birthday. <laughs> and, um, so, yeah, according to Football Scoop, UW has four candidates they're vetting: Justin Wilcox, Jeff Halfley, who were we referring to there a minute ago, uh, Kalen DeBoer, Brian Harson. <clears throat> Purple Bays chimes in and says, "Prepare to be disappointed." <laughs> oh. <laughs> then Hard Hat posts He's got his video of this guy that's doing roller skating, like in Venice or something, and he's running his balls over these uh, metal poles or whatever. <laughs> Anyways, that's in Swayze Guam. If if some of you can't find that that are listening, but, um, well, do we have anything else to say, guys? Um, hope, hope it's the boner out of all those. Hope, hope it's the boner. I want the Cougars to win the Apple cup almost. Uh, I, I'll, I'll think that until I get to the game. And then, you know, the Cougars, once they get Coug fans, once they get that, you know, thread of hope they just become obnoxious but i hope uh 
I hope if the Huskies lose the Apple Cup, uh, if they do, and I hope go go Beavers. Uh, that's my only hope. I had to take a pause because I had to write an email to the fake tough guy international conference in Miami. It said, oh, yeah, I forgot. Remember when you played at Iowa State in the Fiesta Bowl and got out tough guy hor- like horribly? <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm going to check the, the the duck refuge for uh, for entertainment. And then it was, I think it's Hay posted. <laughs> What's it like to lose to a, a Mountain West team dressed up with battleship? <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is pretty amazing. Uh, I think it says it's me jacking off to, to Yimmy tonight, <laughs> beating beating Jimmy Lake. Uh, <laughs> that's a credit achievement. But, yeah, you know, uh, I guess the season, the hope, it's way more important to hire a good coach now than it is to fucking win the Apple Cup. So that's where most of my focus is. It's not What are they vetting with those guys who's most likely to not go to go seven and six every year? Like, what what is there to vet? You know what those guys are. <laughs> Like, make make sure none of them have uh, you know been arrested or I don't know. None have ever struck a player. <laughs> yeah. Swipe left. None have ever pushed. None have ever pushed Quentin Pounds. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what you even vet with those guys. I think the only vetting is like okay, DeBoer, okay, I guess. Yeah, that's about it. I'm done. Well, Jen Cohen is clean. I want the Smith. Okay, I want the Smith talk. To just stop. Just stop. Just no. Don't I bring up Jonathan Smith. Just stop. Stop. With what the if he wins the Pac-12? <sighs> just stop. It, it, anybody could win. Anybody could win this conference. They should just <laughs> allow BYU. They should just let BYU play Utah for the conference championship. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I want, I want the Cougs we'll to be, win. We'll, so in, in the history book, it said the team that won the conference to fire their coach halfway through the season because you want to get vaccinated. That would be the perfect, <laughs> perfect summation of the, this year because if Oregon wins, you're going to look, you know, 10 years, 15, 20 years later, you're like, oh, Oregon won. Three years in a row. I mean, it was Oregon. They, they, you know, they lost two games. Like, our, our three games. Like, okay, like whatever. It needs to be the Cougars. So you're like the fucking Cougars won. Oh, by the way, their coach got fired, hired half, halfway through the season for you know he wouldn't get a COVID vaccine. That needs to happen. <laughs> I want, I want somebody to, uh, I want somebody to Photoshop uh, a Thanksgiving dinner with uh, Cohen, Peterson, Tedford. Uh, all sitting at a Thanksgiving table with Jake Dicker just just before the just before the Apple Cup, just to troll, just to troll the Cougar. Oh, that is amazing! Yeah, right. And the people out there that uh, you know, uh, Sonics are our, our primary insider. He's been posting some on the on the main board and some in uh, Toy's Wigwam, and he says he's going to be uh, traveling from the Middle East back home uh, over the next, you know, three, four days, so we may not hear much from him, but if he hears anything, he'll pass it along. Um, That's a hum- humble brag if I've ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, 
Uh, he he's he's delivered some nuggets, so he has. I love the idea that Detlef Shrimp is <laughs> <laughs> posing as like a. a uh, I always butcher that quote, but anyways, a 30-year-old Bitcoin millionaire with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. That, uh, uh, but it's actually Detlef Shrimp. I just love that. So, <laughs> now he Sonic seems like a decent guy to me. I, I I don't know him that well, but seems like a decent guy to me and uh, delivering some nuggets. So, we'll have to get him on the pod sometime. I thought about asking him. I don't know if he'll do it or not for voice recognition reasons, but but uh, yeah, I'll ask. I'm sure he's turned off by two small town jabronis like us. No, <laughs> no, no, no. So, well, I don't have anything more to say. Do you guys have anything more to say? <laughs> no. I really wanted to enjoy yesterday, and it ended up being just a. A waste of three hours, but at least it was fast. That was what it was. It's still it's still football. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, I just wanted to let go of all the baggage and everything with it and just go, yeah, I just want to enjoy a football game. Then it was just like, it was just like, there was just like, you, you know, you watch, you watch certain things. When you watch a movie, you don't watch it just because it might be a great story or a great plot or great, you know, special effects or whatever, but also just the expertise that's being displayed by, you know, great actors that have honed their craft, and and you appreciate that. Even if you don't like baseball, but if you see a third baseman make a great diving stop of a line drive down the line and he jumps up and throws the guy out by a step at first base, there's there's a competency there that you really can just sit back and appreciate and yesterday there was nothing to appreciate. It was just a big giant orgy of crap. <laughs> I don't even know what else to say. I mean, it's like no, even Colorado, so bad, and you know, it's the po- everything it's was the just poison. Bad. It's the poison that's been injected in this program with the bad. There's just coaching decisions that have been bad. Um, everything is. This team play. This team plays erratic, like their coaching staff makes their decisions. It's just erratic, uh, mm. ill-fated, ill-fated, you know, moves. It, it's it's just time to it's time to move on. The season can't end quick enough, you know. It, it uh, I mean, it's yeah. I know. I know. I said it would be fun to watch a bowl game, but um, it's probably better off that it just get it over with. Who are we kidding? To, to borrow uh, Willie Duke's uh, newly coined term, we probably would have been gutter raped, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if wow. you know, throwing someone into the gutter and raping them, and that's now a, a term, but... <laughs> <laughs> the, fa- the fact that they're... The fact that they play so horrible um, with all the bad moves and bad decisions... And they they literally lose every game by a field goal. Is like, you know what? It, it, it's like a what might have been with this team. Well, we could have easily been two had, and ten. We could have easily, yeah, one and eleven. I mean, yeah. What's the what's the second? Arkansas you know, Arkansas uh, State's the only game that was just not even. Uh, 
you know, not even close. Well, I, I mean, I guess Michigan, but I mean, it felt like that was more of a second half. Like the defense just said, like we we can't do it anymore. Offense. Um, I mean, Arkansas State's the only game that was like. There's no way they, the Huskies were going to lose that game. So, Arkansas State lost to Georgia State, yeah. and they're now two and it nine. Usually, be one eleven. <laughs> yeah, uh, you don't find the beauty in a six-year senior twice snapping the ball off his leg. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it to some Chopin or some Tchaikovsky and uh, yeah, slow motion it. And, uh, yeah, it's it's beauty. <laughs> Uh, you and you and probably, I, you, you and I were first on how dog shit he is. So I mean, they yeah, should. I'll, I'll take a, I'll, I'll take a fuck off. How many, however many fuck offs you have for it? Fuck you. I've been right on Wattenberg for six fucking years. I think that I was mean, the first to call him Wattenberg. <laughs> All due respect to the kid. That's definitely a point where. They didn't need to bring him back or halfway through the season. You got to play someone else and hope that they can develop, you know, or at least, you know, build for the future. I mean, you, the, the, the worst part about the, the snap off the leg twice is that I think it was also because he was nervous because he was getting so wrecked by Colorado's mighty front, the top, mighty Colorado front uh, as a six-year senior. It's just bad. My, my new conspiracy theory, though, is his Otten – is Otten and Bynum actually hurt? Or are they just packing it in for the rest of the season? And they don't want to. <laughs> they don't want to play because uh, the, the weird thing we I don't think we've gotten into. I mean, with with bad seasons, kind of me of like the one thing that does happen is you find new ways to lose games. But you also just has seems like a lot of weird injuries, and this has been the ultimate weird injury year where it's just like a lot of guys missing like a game or two. Uh, for really un- unclear reasons, and I wonder if both of those guys <laughs> – I don't really think that it is, but, like, we're just like, you know what, I'm done. I don't want to, you know, play the rest of the season and get hurt. Maybe I'm a little banged up. I'm, I'm out of here. Yep. I, I don't know. I don't know Otten, like, for example, individually or whatever, so I don't – I don't know what's what's in his mind and heart or whatever, but collectively, I think that that's probably the consensus is just uh, pack it in, save save it up, and there's no point in risking injury going forward with this, this horrible situation. So, um, you know, when I, when I was that age, I and uh, and if I was a Wash, actual Washington Husky, I I still think. My mental makeup would be that I'd want to get out there and play for the sake of playing, but uh, I don't know. The, you know that locker room just has to be so. What's a good word? Toxic isn't the right word at this point because Jimmy's gone. But it's just got to be just resigned to failure and and incompetency. I think is what's probably what it is. Broken. Broken. There you go. Yeah. Uh, one, one final thought here, uh, chili dog, uh, this guy that comes out of nowhere, he's been on the boards 13 days and he's already made 278 posts, literally. So I'm, I'm trying to get a, I'm trying to get my, put my finger on it. Uh, like, is he someone that's been here before and I banned or what's going on? You know, 
Well, what's his – He's a guy. <laughs> you don't recognize his email or <laughs> – No. And it's not like um, – at first I thought he was – do you guys remember from last year that guy that that came on at about this time of year and he posted for about six weeks and he was just hyper hyper posting every basketball link he could find on the site? But then he went <laughs> over to the Tug Tavern and, and had these cartoons of – it was like Donald Trump raping children or something, and I had to delete all that and and get rid of him. You guys, you remember him? No. So my very first thought was, is this the same guy? But I don't sense that mental illness. But this guy is just like, you know, posting every single. First of all, he's posting every single Chris Fetters tweet <laughs> over the last two weeks. So I don't know. And uh, I, I'm leaving them up. I mean, it's like, what do I care in that sense? We're we're free speech here. But anyways, I'm just trying to figure out what what exactly his oh, deal I, is because he hasn't I even stopped comment, to get his feet wet. I did comment that uh, why 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 must you feel the need to uh, show us Chris Fetters' picture? <laughs> it's, it's a little right. too it's a little too much. <laughs> And then he posts, you know, it's it's Apple Cup time. Bow down when you come to our town. And I was like, what? We're four and seven. Uh, <laughs> hey, the Cougar fans, just uh, just bring us some uh, bring us some free beer, and we'll just let you have the victory. Just, <laughs> you know, just make yourself at home, and uh, you know, bring the free booze and uh, we'll just let you have this win. You're going to get one, you know, you're due for a victory where you can just have this year. And then, uh, then you can go back to getting your ass kicked every year for about 10 years. Well, how's that going to happen? You have that much faith in Harson? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, uh, I think the Huskies win like seventy six percent of the games or something like that. So it's just it is kind of the script. So Well, if we mess up this hire uh, there's you know there may not be any coming back for a long, long time. And then we might already be there, I don't know. Well, USC is gonna fuck up their hire, so we can't fuck up ours. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, if they held on to Helton for all the, those extra years for financial reasons, but they've cleared out a lot of people there and they have very demanding boosters. So, uh, but who knows? Maybe people don't want to live in Los Angeles anymore either. So, uh, that's again, that's another, you know, it's another issue. They're, they're not going to get some, some big name coach is not going to want to, come to L.A. and deal with Tony. So. They, they don't want to deal with what? They don't want to deal with the hassle of restrictions in L.A. County. Oh, We're oh. We're talking oh. about not, not, not ending uh, restrictions till 2023 in L.A. County. So. Sure, why not? Yeah. So they don't they don't give a shit about football. So that's my two cents. 
Well, I think the I think the USC itself does in terms of the uh, the athletic department and the boosters, but the, the outside influence is there. Um, I don't know. Look at everything that Cal's going through. Now, I know that Kim Grenell says that there's only like three or four people in the entire world that understand the difficulties faced by uh, by Wilcox, and he happens to be one of them. Um, but, you know, I, you know it, I know it's a tough situation for Wilcox, and at the same time, I think we talked about it at last week's podcast. Um, you get the right guy in there, though. He may not be able to win 12 games a year, but uh, he can win nine games a year, so... So, yeah, at least he's alrighty. gotten Cal to play to play Oregon. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm starting to talk myself to being okay with Wilcox, and I don't want to get to that point. <laughs> is, is 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 it five minutes to one a.m.? Oh, you God. don't have anybody. <laughs> the lights are being turned down now at the bar, and the stools are being placed on top of the tables. Yeah. Wilcox is just sitting there nursing the end of a drink. I'm You're glancing at him, he's glancing at you. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no Marcus Tuyas Sopa waiting out there in the parking lot. Oh no. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> Do we do we end this by giving our listeners the suicide hotline, or how do we end this? Yeah, that'll help. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Well, we'll <laughs> we'll talk again after next week's loss to Wazoo. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Talk to you guys later. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Hardcore Husky Podcast. This show is copyrighted material. In other words, stop plagiarizing our shit, fuckos. So please tell a friend and rate us five stars on iTunes, especially you cheap bastards who don't donate. It's the least you could do. Yeah, I'm looking at you, creepy coog. And come join our fun at over at hardcorehusky.com. We've got Husky Football, Yellow Snow's Record Shop, and our notorious Tug Tavern, which is, which is a shit show of politics and strange news. And if you enjoy yourself and are ready for the next level level of cyber peyote, peyote, come join Swain's Wigwarm. (laughs) I'm going to have to read this over. Swain's Wigwam, yeah. Swain's Wigwam at Navajo Nation's gift to college football. It's also the official private club of hardcore Huskies. We're talking boobs, guns, and inside information, all for the low low fee of $129 a year. Come join the fun. (laughs) I'll have to read that one, but...